of the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Monday the 16th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, having individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kabalik. Marsha, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. How was your weekend? <sighs> I'm living in regret. Oh, cleaned all weekend. And oh, it's yeah. just, I'll never get those hours back. Yeah, I feel that. feel that. Yeah. I definitely had a uh, weekend of highs and lows. Right. <laughs> myself. That is uh, the that great is for milkshake sure. spill. Unbelievable. 2022. Unbelievable. I wish I could. Um, I wish I could send more complaints to DoorDash than I did Ooh, yesterday. Calling them out. It's a Monday already, huh? <laughs> I know. I know. Talk about getting the Sunday scaries, right? <sighs> when your milkshake uh, comes to you. Melted. Anyways. And then you spill it. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Whole thing. It was a rough day. It was a rough day yesterday food wise. But But if that's the worst thing. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. But anyways, um, did you get the uh, house all ready for all the family to get back in? Working on it. And and I have to move the kid out and there's no elevator. It's not working. I know. Go figure. In her dorm. Go figure. It's not a proper college move out (laughs) if the elevator doesn't work. And it's not. And you're not on the first floor. And I'm hungry too, so I'm gonna have to bulk up and get like a lunch before I even go out there. I I've got to work my courage up. <laughs> and I have to go to Bob see if Bob's got one of the new shirts. <gasps> yeah, I might be doing that now that I brought it up. You know who else has a new shirt? Who's that? Clint. And Clint Hogman is joining us uh, in studio from Berkeley County Solid Waste Authority. Clint, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. One day after the 250th birthday, right? That's right. So awesome. That is right. Happy birthday to us to to Berkeley County, right? Yeah. yeah, happy birthday, yes. And, uh, and and Shenandoah County, Virginia. That's true. Same, same birthday. That is true. And you've uh, you and the Solid Waste Authority has been doing a lot with the uh, in conjunction with the 250. Right. The steering committee set up sort of a whole week of uh, collection recycling activities and uh, the first one was an announcement on last Thursday of the Operation Green Lid Recycling Contest. That mm-hmm. was the school recycling contest. St. Joseph's won that contest, hands down. There was 528 totes collected, and St. Joe's collected 330 of them. And that's a lot. That's it's a it's a lot of trips to the yeah. recycling center. They won $500 for their efforts, and and they're a champion for for the first time. They've participated in this event before. We also had a, our, our tire collection event at the South Berkeley Recycling that Center. That was huge. I know. Yeah. I'm looking, looking at, at the, the numbers. Yeah. Fantastic turnout, uh, and uh, you know. I, uh, a great shout out to to all those that helped uh, helped us get that organized. But uh, 348 cars showed up throughout the day, and 44,746 tires is our is our count. So does that mean that some people had like one of those huge trucks or or trailers, yep. and they had two licensed drivers yep. and f- three and four? Uh-huh. And, wow. and yeah, yeah, our very first vehicle 
was a truck that had 40 tires. Oof. Wow. And they were lined up, Sam, looking at the pictures on the Facebook page. They were lined yep. up all the way, as, literally as far as you can see. And you know, these we, weren't dealers, right? These they, weren't, they weren't. I Actually, that's what I spent my day was checking driver's license and making sure that they weren't <laughs> dealer tags and things like that on the cars, make sure these were citizens. And uh, everybody followed the rules, had to turn no one away for the nice. day. How far uh, away did people come with West Virginia licenses. Well, I, you know, all over Berkeley and Jefferson County, but I was just really looking for the West Virginia mm-hmm. and I didn't care too much mm-hmm. about the city. So, right. um, yeah, uh, fantastic turnout. Uh, my hats off to the citizens for participating. It's a huge help. Ma- and making that a successful event. The, you know, a lot of us have, you know, the, the best laid plans, oh, I'll put those tires on mm-hmm. and then the, the car goes away and yep. you still have the tires. Yep. And it's a big help for people to be able to dispose of those. Right. And we have three more special events coming this week. Wednesday, yes. Wednesday and Thursday are our bulky good mm-hmm. collection so events. Describe what a bulky good is. Uh, great question. Uh, that's just something that's big that's normally not picked up in a trash bag. So think about a hot water heater or an appliance. Think about a mattress, furniture, right. used furniture, uh, big items that usually take two or three people to carry. That if you just leave them on the curb, they're not going to get picked up. They're not going to get picked up. No one wants your old mattress. Unless you pay a special fee or something like that. Mm -hmm. So we're Grapevine Road is on Wednesday. South Berkeley is on Thursday. There's a two-item limit per vehicle uh, per day. Oh, so so, So wait a minute. So if I have four bulky items. Yep, bring two on on Wednesday and then bring two two on Thursday. To Grapevine and then two on Thursday Thursday to South South Berkeley. Berkeley. Yep. Nice. That's really cool. Strategy involved. Yeah, sure. And then on the twenty first, my favorite. Yes, the paper shred event. Yes. uh, That's it. Going to be at Grapevine. It's nine to noon. Uh, It's um, uh, one of our more popular events, and actually was set up at the request of a citizen many years ago. It was an ideal citizen brought to us. Uh, So five five medium sized boxes or equivalent. We'll take for free. Um, and anything you can fit in that that's shreddable. That's shreddable, right? yeah. So, uh, you know, the big bulky binder, binder clips, try to remove those. Try to remove anything that's not paper. What about CDs? CDs are not being accepted. Um, every now and then somebody asks me about hard drives. Mm. We're not taking hard drives. But you don't have to remove things like paper clips and staples yeah. and things like that. How about credit cards? Credit cards are are fine as, you know, as long as they're mixed with the paper. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Yeah. All kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, and that's and not, we're just getting started into yeah, the spring and, and that, or summer, I guess. And that's not even the end of it. There's yeah. 123 volunteers out this week that are uh, sort of doing their own little personal adopt a highway uh, or clean up in places. Adopt an alleyway. Yeah, yeah uh, I see here. Peter, uh, I'm gonna say, I guess House is his last yep, name. Yeah, got nine bags off of uh, uh, Berkeley Station Road the other that day. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I know, nine bags, and they're full bags. Oh, and, and, and you guys, uh, it looks like you supply the bags? We will, and the tools and the gloves. All you got to do is come to our office. If you signed up, you'll get a really cool T-shirt, uh, 250th Celebration uh, nice. T-shirt. Uh, Pikeside United Methodist Church was also out. The Air Force ROTC folks were out. Wow. Some Boy Scout clubs have been out, and we expect South Middle School should be out today. Um, and we're expecting us to go on all week and we hope to share those on social so media. So it's countywide. So if yep. it's your neighborhood, it might, you know, if it's the street in front of your house, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. you, you qualify. And Very so, cool. yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, and, and also I should mention the West Virginia litter busters, which is, uh, Rebecca Catlett's program that she runs. It's a social media effort. 
where she issues challenges and she's issued challenges to her followers uh, to pick up a total of 250 bags for the week uh, yesterday. Whoa. And she has daily challenges as well. Um, and uh, that's two. yesterday's daily challenge was 250 pieces of litter for the day. Huh. So, I mean, she's got, she has a group that's going statewide. And so literally those outside of Berkeley County are joining in our celebration. So you had some sponsors for I that do, event? Yes. Uh, Matthew Umstead has asked me to mention this as much as I can. Uh, the Berkeley County Council, uh, the city of Martinsburg, the development authority, Procter and Gamble, WBU medicine, and the, the five or six state farm agents here in Berkeley County are all very, very important sponsors to help this happen. And then you're still looking for volunteers for like uh, stream pickups and different things like that? Feel free to contact our office if you're interested. We'll certainly set you up. You can call us at 304-267-9370. Visit our website, berkeleycountyrecycling.com, or follow us on Facebook. Are there any updates about recycling in the the county? Uh, Folks are doing their spring cleaning, and they're running into things like... uh, brush and they're running into things like uh, electronics any updates there's no real changes in our program uh probably the biggest question and i got this a lot saturday at the tire event is when are you going to bring plastic back to south berkeley um that's tough it's a a budget issue uh plastic is only accepted at grapevine road and it looks like it's going to remain that way for the foreseeable future Wow. Yeah. And um, in Sorga is still doing a free day or Sorga is actually in Sorga has temporarily closed Oh, yeah, that's uh, probably the most one of the most underreported stories in the region. Uh, on April the 4th, they sent a letter saying that they were going to be temporarily closing uh, due to uh, they were doing some type of financial review. Um, and I'll be happy to talk more about that on another on an upcoming show. But mm-hmm. uh, as I learn things, it's kind of a developing story. So so what what do you know about it aside from that? That's it. Very, very, very little. They're holding it pretty tight to their their chest. They're. Um, they are, in, you know, they are stressing that this is temporary, um, and uh, and but we don't know whether that means, you know, one month, three months. Yeah, uh, we don't know what it means. I mean, it seemed like numbers were kind of back to almost a normal level for you know the different places, wasn't it? Well, I, what I watched just for, as an outsider observing, I noticed they had two hard issues the last six months of their operation. One of which was. The, uh, the offtake partner that they used to sell their fuel was constantly down. They have a, a piece of equipment called a feed line, and that feed line was being told to me, the feed line's down again, the feed line's down again. And if you can't sell fuel, you can't make fuel. If you can't make fuel, you can't take in trash. So the, their intake was way down, hmm. and their outtake was way down. And, um, and I think that just caused them to sort of... Um, um, stop, pause for a moment, reevaluate. I mean, I'm hearing talk about redesigning the building to maybe uh, use more offtake partners than just one. Hmm. Uh, so we'll see where this goes. And um, when did this happen? When did this start? Uh, April the fourth was was when the when they sent a letter to the state, county agencies, and so on. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So it's 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 uh, worrisome for me. Frankly, how important has Ensorga been for you as you've, you know, as, as they came about and it became another option, how important right. has Ensorga well, as become? this region grows and, and we generate more trash and more recycling, um, we have to have uh, sort of, uh, we have to develop the infrastructure. It can't just be all landfilling or all transfer station or all recycling. You have to have a, mo- 
a multitude of places, uh, and Insorga played a critical role in that. So um, I know the players that are involved are very active. They're very wor- they're working this topic daily, and I'll be happy to report on it as I learn more. Yeah, let us let us know yeah. absolutely. And how does this affect, or how would this affect the Solid Waste Authority? Does it at all, other well, than just having an extra outlet, you know, to kind of do things? Yeah, it it, it well they it hurts our uh, funding because our funding is based on the performance of Insorga. So, um, you know, we're going to we're, we're going to struggle with with lower revenue, which means we're going to have to nail grants and we'll make probably need to make in, increased requests to the county council. Or, or Well, you know. I hear there's there are some ARPA funds coming available. Yeah, I so, heard that on the radio yeah. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But we've been speaking with Clint Hogman from the Berkeley County Solid Waste Authority uh, to end on a little bit of a uh, cheery note uh, let people again know how they can get in touch with you maybe to volunteer especially for these stream cleanups when it's getting right. I mean, it's getting hot out yep. now's the best time to go walk you know in and around the creek the best and- way to do it is talk to lynn at our office at 304-267-9370 or you can email her at office at berkeleycountyrecycling.com Absolutely. Well, Clint, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, folks. Always. Absolutely. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kabalik. If you missed it before the break, we had it. Clint Hogman from the Berkeley County Solid Waste Authority on to talk about their tire collection, their uh, things they've been doing with Berkeley 250, all, co- all sorts of stuff. So if you missed that, listen back to it a little bit later on today. That's right. And uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, after the bottom of the hour news break, we'll have uh, Delegate John Hardy, who just uh, won his primary. We'll talk about that and, uh, you know, a bit of a legislative look ahead. They usually have interim sessions Mm -hmm. um, before the the big session starts again uh, uh, in the winter, I guess, in January. Well, February, usually. I think it is. Anyway, um, kind of a neat uh, niche note to make back in the fall. I, I got an invitation via email to be part of this news person survey mm-hmm. and uh, from Syracuse University. They they put the call out to like 14,000 journalists and I'm trying to find the, the information about how many actually responded. But bottom line, uh, 104 radio uh, journalists were among those who, nice. who responded. And um, yeah, here it is. 14,700 were asked... Um, 1600 uh did the actual final sample so every you know did the whole survey Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh of those 425 daily newspaper journalists 175 weekly newspaper 536 tv stations 104 radio folks that would be me 218 from online news organizations um, 85 from wire services 57 from news magazines anyway they were asking about like the climate of uh of the news business uh as it stands uh these days you know how happy you are with your work how much autonomy you have uh, gotcha. and that kind of thing and mm-hmm. also um one of the things that was mentioned was um you know how how much you feel the uh you know society trusts the media yeah. and whether or not you feel threatened 
Huh. Well, can I ask you what your uh, any of your answers were? Well, for for one thing, I I feel like I have a great deal of autonomy mm-hmm. in you know I make a lot of decisions about what we cover. Mm-hmm. Um, no one really tells me what to do. Um, we have nobody tells me what to do. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> no one no one backs the news girl into a corner. Here. <laughs> um, no, we have a great partnership with our friends at Metro News, mm-hmm. um, and I I trust Jeff Jenkins for his news guidance. I reach out to him and and get a lot of uh, of good uh, feedback and and sound uh, news. Judgment judgment from him but no one's standing over us saying you must cover this story right which i think may be unique mm-hmm. um maybe to our field I, mm-hmm. I don't know uh but the the responses surprised me whenever i looked at some of the um you know there there are a lot of uh women in media who yep. have i think a different experience than i have mm-hmm. um because i've never really felt like um it to a large part being being a woman in this mm-hmm. in in this environment yeah has worked against me i think the management here has always looked at you know what you bring to the table mm-hmm. yeah i feel like that is kind of a uh a conception i guess of media especially with females in media is that um i don't know there's some there's a lot of sleazy people around i guess mm-hmm. um so the experiences can be you know pretty drastically different from place to place I will say, and and again, this was such a this was a, a wide group of people, people who cover um, national news as well, and some of them reported that they had been abused and threatened. Yep. Um, and I think, you know, the the perception of media types has taken a hit. Oh yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people don't trust media in the same way they they did sixty years ago. Some of them even have an adversarial relationship with the media, so um, it's kind of an interesting temperature take in. Uh, exercise, I guess. And um, I think I have it on my notes that there is a link if you wanted to, if anyone's interested in the, I know it's the American journalist.org. Yeah, that's right. So if you wanted to see the the actual report and know that someone local actually participated. There you go. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The first time I've ever done one of those. Yeah, I thought it was really neat. And, and they said whenever they invited us to do it, hey, you'll, you'll get a chance to see how this all trickles out yeah. and how we use this information. So. Huh. I always wanted to be um, a part of the radio surveys back in the day, mm-hmm. like the, either the, the book or the PPM okay. things. I always thought that'd be cool. And then uh, we, were, we were in a meeting for, uh, about the, that stuff what mm-hmm. was it, a week or so ago, and it was cool to see the people are still actively doing, especially the books where you can write down you know, what stations you listen to, yeah. why you listen to those stations, like, like Nielsen, your complaint. Yeah, yeah, Nielsen yeah. The Rainey. complaints or like things that you like. I always thought that'd be pretty it, cool. But I don't think I ever was a part of one of them. They I, still go out. I've done that before, before I got into this industry. And it's you do feel like it's kind of cool because you feel like they're asking your opinion. Well, what was the TV ones back in the day where people were like, I'm a whatever family. And uh, you'd like report on what you were watching on TV. I think it's Nielsen. You get, was it Nielsen? They'd send you a dollar bill in the mail. Yeah, or something like And then you'd have like a special VHS or a special box you had to use. And oh, then it yeah. would record. I don't think I had to do that. I think mine was just like a paper thing. But yeah. But yeah, it's it's fun when someone asks your opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, we got to get to the bottom of the hour. We'll be back with more Panhandle Live here on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm from West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. 
Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kovalik. And Marsha, have you fully recovered from primary day last week? I have, but I will I will say I was just thinking I, I will be so happy the day after the general election because there's such an identity crisis right now among the district numbers for the delegates. And I'm sure our next guest is probably experiencing this too. Uh, right now, 63rd district delegate, John Hardy, but he ran in the primary for the newly constituted 97th, I believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Welcome in. Oh, thank you, Marsha. Yes, it is the new 97th. And thanks, Jordan. Thanks for giving me the opportunity this morning. So yes, right now I represent the 63rd delegate district uh, and I am running for re-election to the House in the newly created 97th district, which actually has moved into Jefferson County. I now represent about uh, 3,500 constituents in Jefferson County. So will you have general election opposition? I will. Um, There was no one that signed up to run against me in the general election uh, through the filing period, but the executive, the Democratic uh, Party, uh, their executive committee has a certain amount of time to appoint someone. So there was someone appointed to run against me in the general. So I'm very happy to have the primary behind me. Uh, We worked very hard in our primary election, as we always do. Um, so I'm glad to have the primary behind me, and uh, now we'll start gearing up for the general election, and uh, hopefully we will be successful in uh, garnering the votes that we need to uh, hold on to the seat and go back to Charleston and uh, uh, continue the work that we've been working on in the past four years. Say, so how was Tuesday for you? Was it a nerve-wracking time, or was it kind of just to sit around and kind of wait and see what the numbers say? Yeah, you know, that's, it's always a little bit of a nerve-wracking. I, I don't typically get too nervous. My wife is typically more nervous than I am. Um, she had a couple different laptops set up, and she's tracking Jefferson County and Berkeley County. And I, I typically do get a little nervous, you know, close to the, when, you know, when the numbers start coming in. It's You never know how, what voter turnout's going to be mm-hmm. like. You never really know, you know, if you did enough. And so it's it's always – and when you – really care about something. I really care about being in the legislature. I, I enjoy what I do in the legislature. I, I, uh, I work very hard when I'm there, and I feel like I've really uh, got a good grasp on the process. So it's, it's, it's very important to me. So, so sure, I was a, a bit nervous, but I uh, was happy with the outcome. You know, we, we met your opponent, uh, your opponent Alonzo Perry. Uh, he seemed like a, a stand-up guy, too. Uh, did you know him before this election cycle? No, I did not know him. We had never met before, and I'd met him uh, very early on in the campaign and told him, I said, uh, we, we had a conversation, and I told him, I said, listen, I, I, I don't do dirty politics. I don't do negative mailers. I don't do that type of stuff. I will always take the high road. I hope you will, too. We had a gentleman's agreement, and uh, actually we got to know each other through the campaign, and, and, and Alonzo is a fine young man, and I hope he continues to stay uh, involved in uh, the Republican Party. It's uh, exactly what the Republican Party needs is, is, is youth. So uh, he's about 26 years old, and I was uh, uh, happy to get to know him. So now, um, you know, you're between elections, but uh, I'm sure there will be interims and other legislative details to, to hammer out. What are you looking for as the summer progresses? Well, I'm really looking forward to being involved in a lot of interims this year. Uh, we have a lot of work to do. Our, those interim sessions that we do through the summer are typically three days. I'll be leaving here next weekend, uh, and we're actually having an off-site interim in Morgantown. Uh, we typically have those at the Capitol, but we've, we've been trying to do maybe one or two uh, 
off-sites a year just to try to get around the state to, 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 for uh, legislators to be able to showcase their area. So we have one in Morgantown this year, and we actually have one at Cape and State Park, um, so we can kind of showcase the Morgan County and the Eastern Payne or some of the other legislators that don't get to see those. So those interims are very important. That's the time that we take to work on developing policies for the next upcoming legislative session because, you know, we only have 60 days, so we really need to try to work on uh, getting our legislative policies in order and, and everyone to get an agreement. Uh, as close as we can to the policies that we want to try to move forward. So. I know we had a story about that. Um, do you know which weekend that interim is happening at Capen? I believe it's sometime in November. I'm not. I'm not for sure, but it's either October or November. I know it's in the fall. So, which we're pretty excited about because. Um, you know, the, the weather will probably be really nice and have that nice fall crisp weather mm-hmm. and maybe sometime in the changing of the leaves or maybe, you know, it's just going to be nice to be able to showcase our area. So it's nice for legislators that do not get to see uh, other parts of the of the state to be able to see the, the differences. And do those folks stay at Cacapin? Yes, we'll stay at Cacapin State Park um, for those interims. Uh, like when we go to Morgantown, we're staying at uh, one of the, I think we're staying at the waterfront up Ooh. there. So. Wow. That's a nice spot where the WVBAs were at this past mm-hmm. uh, session. Yeah, yeah. So those off-sites are really nice because the, the local delegates really get to showcase their area. Absolutely. So uh, what else do you have on your uh, radar now that things are kind of calmed down for the time being? Well, just like I said, continue to work on these interims. I think we need we owe it to the to the voters uh, and our constituents to make sure that we have a plan in place. We're asking the voters to come out in November and vote for a couple different constitutional amendments, and the, the most important one, where well, they're all very important, but the one that I'm really focused on is Amendment 1, which will give us the ability to remove personal property taxes um, and also be able to get rid of the business and inventory tax. We can't do that without a constitutional amendment. So I think we owe it to the voters to come up with a plan in the next couple months to show the states and the municipality or the counties and the municipalities how we're going to keep them whole. Uh, they will uh, suffer a, a revenue loss with us getting rid of that tax, but we have to come up with a plan uh, on how we're going to keep the counties whole and, uh, and the municipalities. So I think we're going to work on that this summer, uh, coming up with that plan, because I think it's very important for us to, to get rid of the personal property tax. That's a, that's a very frustrating tax. People are paying tax on something that they've owned for years and years and having to deal with go up to the tax office to get your receipt, to get your tags. And, you know, that, that's, that's a very, um, <clears throat> a very, uh, unpopular tax and soon you'll be able to just go around and take a picture of your license plate and you can do all of your tags and all that type stuff online you won't need that receipt from the tax department wait when you say soon you will be able to do that is that if all of these other things fall into place yeah if we're able to get rid of that personal property tax then we'll we're working on trying to set up a system where you could just go around take a picture of your license plate send that information to the dmv uh you know you could use your debit card or whatever pay for your tag renewal and your little stickers on its way in the mail so trying to streamline that process also so there's a lot of different processes that we are really working to do to move west virginia forward and and streamline a lot of processes. You have to understand that, uh, you know, we've been working very, very hard to to move our state forward, but other states have too. So uh, we're in a little bit of catch-up mode and and uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm, you know, I've grown up my entire life. I'm 48 years old, and I've grown up my entire life of West Virginia being a punching bag and a and a pin cushion. And quite frankly, I'm tired of that. And it's it's time to move the state forward and 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 change our our uh, 
uh, in the outlook of the state and, and, and the opinion of the state, people, what people think of our state. Our guest this morning, 63rd District Delegate John Hardy. Can you help me understand uh, the, the difference between interim and the regular session? Can you do a constitutional amendment during an interim session, or does that have to wait? No, the, the, there is no session. So when we go do interims, it is just basically we're that is just um, meetings. That is just people that sit on different committees meeting and coming up and developing policy. So we cannot uh, actually implement any policies. That could only be done through special session, and that would be only in a special session is what the governor would put on the call. Or then we can start getting our policies and our um, bills drafted for the regular session, which will start in January. We're speaking with 63rd District Delegate John Hardy. Unfortunately, we got to get to our last break of the morning, but thank you for joining us here on Panhandle Live. Hey, thank you guys for the opportunity. Thank you very much. Take Absolutely. Care. Bye-bye. And that was 63rd District Delegate uh, John Hardy. And uh, I don't think, well, it took me this weekend to, I think, fully recover from that all-nighter we had to do Tuesday. Not I took a to day you. off, too, remember? Oh, that's right. So that's I had right. an extra day off that you didn't have. That's right. Then maybe that's why I didn't do anything this weekend. But there was a lot to do around here this weekend, especially uh, with Berkeley 250 with the uh, birthday mm-hmm. uh, being the this past run. weekend. That's right. They had the color run. There was the Duck Derby. There was all kind of Heritage Day stuff going on. The trolley was going all through downtown. There was a lot to do. A lot to do and uh, it means we have a lot to talk about. So we'll do that here after this last break on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland. Helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at Sutton and Janelle at SuttonandJanelle.com. Jordan Ice Warner alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Like we were saying before that last break, there was all kinds of stuff to do in and around Berkeley County and Martinsburg yesterday, all having to do with the Berkeley County uh, 250th birthday celebration. I'm seeing you've got these videos up. We had the, we saw the color run photos from I guess Martinsburg City Hall mm-hmm. had posted those. Color runs oh, are. Have you ever done a color run? No, but look how how cool it is. I know. I just love everybody's got all their white shorts on, their white shirts on, and they come through it, and their shirts are purple and pink, and there's stuff all over. In this them. case, blue and gold. Now I worked a color run once, and this is for this color run, and for I think most color runs, uh, it's powder. Right, that they okay. throw on you. Maybe it's got a little. Um, oh, and they did it out of Poorhouse Farm Park. It looks like. Uh, but it's a good place to do. It's that. a very good place for that. But it's a uh, this powder, and I don't know if it's just like your sweat that kind of makes it stick, <sighs> or if it's just like I don't know how it does it. But it's usually a pow- in powder okay. form. Uh, but I worked color on once that it was in liquid form, and you just stood there at the side with like the super soaker, <laughs> and you think that like. <laughs> It, it, you know, with the powder, it kind of covers all of you, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you want for like your shirt and your shirt's kind of like tie-dye and things like that. But for this one, you were just going by and shooting a just solid stream of colored water at these people. You were shooting the color at the runners. Right. And it wasn't like a mist thing. So it was nice to run through. I'm sure it hurt because mm-hmm. like it, sometimes it hurts. If you're you making hit. designs. But yeah, time. so these people's shirt, instead of it just being completely covered in color, it was just lines of color from where somebody sprayed them with you. a super soaker. Yeah. So... But this one was not like that, the Berkeley 250th one, uh, and it looked like it was a great time. 
Yeah, absolutely. And they had the, the Duck Derby. The Duck Derby on. was cool. That, the trolley. Uh, yeah, the trolleys were going through all downtown. They have a video of the Duck Derby uh, on the Berkeley 250th commemoration Facebook page uh, with the ducks going down at the creek. And uh, very, very cool. Looks like there was a lot of kids there, which I think was uh, kind of the point of it. So, um, And some yummy treats. Apparently. Oh, yeah. Steve Wise, friend of the program from Blue Ridge CTC. And you can you can see him on Netflix's Is It Cake, uh, which you uh, can find right now. But he did a uh, arrangement, as they call it, for the Berkeley 250th celebration. And it was a pretty cool looking. Would you call it a cake? I think it was. I think it's a cake. It looks like a cake. Right? Uh, so but we're watching Steve, the video. Is it cake? That's true. There you go. You don't know with Steve sometimes, but you can uh, do what we're doing and watch a video up on the 250th it, Facebook. But he makes some rose petals, and then uh, it looks like it's just some chocolate arrangement of some so sort. So he is but, a, he is a, a candy artist, right? So a sugar artist, I should say. And so this is just him doing being being Steve. Yeah, I, Steve we, being we're Steve. We're just distracted because it's really those look like so um, cool. Looks like look all, like, it looks like real roses yeah, and real leaves with like the texture. It's mm-hmm. incredible. And I've, I've ever since watching Is It Cake, I have a new appreciation for it because it's in, incredible how they do that. Like I can barely make a grilled cheese correctly instead of making, you know, a cake that looks like mm-hmm. a wow. phone book or something so the, like that. <laughs> you know? The default, the easy yeah. one would be a phone book. Yeah. So uh, the, the fun continues, though, because this is a, you know, year long yep. celebration. The history uh, display is up at the at the uh, public I still library. Have to go check that out. And uh, also, they'll be doing a lot of stuff around Juneteenth and uh, West Virginia Day and Father's Day as well. That's right. And if you go over to BerkeleyWV250.com, uh, you can you know see all their events and uh, different things like that. And all the history, too. And their Facebook has been putting up so many cool little historical tidbits. Little tidbits that, uh, yeah. yeah, as a newbie to the uh, Panhandle region, I guess you can say, it's been cool to uh, learn that history. Absolutely. Oh, and speaking of which, a part of the uh, 250 thing was sitting in my apartment over the weekend. Uh, it was nice sound. had the window open, right? So I can hear everything going on. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm hearing what it, it sounded like somebody was in their car listening to like a podcast or the radio loud, right? Okay. Sometimes you can hear it at the intersection there uh, at the stoplight. So didn't really think anything, anything of it, but it continued, right? So I was like, what is this? And I look out my window, and it's this ghost tour that's going through town and they ended at my apartment building or they were at my apartment building. And I, do I believe in ghosts? Yes. Did I grew up in a haunted house. Yes. So like I'm aware of it, the stuff that's going on, but I didn't think anything with the building, right. Until I'm listening to this guy say about all these crazy encounters and like things floating and things like doing all kinds of wow. wild stuff. I'm like, Oh, thanks. Perfect. Needed that. Needed to hear that. You're today. a tourist stop on a paranormal tour. Can How do you feel it? about that? You already, well, told, you're already re-upped for your lease too, right? right? And I told my buddies about it and they're like, you should start throwing stuff out the window. I was like, oh, <laughs> should have. Like, that would have been hilarious. It would have been hilarious. But uh, yeah. You missed such an opportunity. I know. Could you imagine to start throwing like pieces of paper down or can something? You, can you imagine if you were someone on that <laughs> tour and something just randomly hit you on the shoulder? I but I was like, what? I kind of need to know this. Apparently, there was some Halloween party there one time back in the day, and uh, this uh, mask was like on a table or something like that, and it came, it started Levitating. floating up. Yeah, and it wow. looked like somebody was holding it and looking through like the eye holes, but nobody was there. It was I just floating. Be, I would be gone. And I, well, I thankfully, just... I was hearing this story on, uh, you know, in May and not October. 
Well, in, like in the light of day and all yeah, of that. Yeah, middle but, of the day, that's good. If that's happening at night, no thanks. Uh-huh. So have you experienced anything in your apartment building? I, I haven't. I have not. Um, I mean, some weird, you know, you get some weird vibes every once in a while. But uh, other than that, nothing too crazy. I'm going to buy you a mask. No, put it in we don't your, need that. You can put it in your apartment. I was terrified. Just see if it moves. Terrified. But I got to talk. I got to do. So I had to do this because I feel like everybody that works in radio at one point or another goes through, has some sort of a situation to be like, all right, I'm going to talk about it on the radio tomorrow. That you know, serves you, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So yesterday. Oh, is this about? This is the DoorDash story. Okay. All right. So yesterday I um, was hungry, right? Didn't feel like making any food. Didn't feel like going to get anything. You were but, having your in, in-home weekend. Right. So I decided to do DoorDash. I'm like, hey, I'm going to treat myself a little bit, get five guys, right? Five guys, expensive as it is. This is a solid choice. Right, but it's good. So uh, I wanted a burger, fries, and a milkshake, and a drink. And that's it. Four things, easy as could be. So I ordered this at like, what, 8.30, something like that, right? Uh, order it, put it through. It's confirmed by door, or by five guys within five minutes. So usually, They were on it. Right. So usually it takes all total like a half hour, the whole process, right? Which is ridiculous. I know. I could have just gone and gotten it myself. Okay, we're whatever. all saying that in our heads, but you go on with your story. Anyways, so half hour goes by, um, still nothing. I see the person that's picking up my order was at the restaurant. Because you're following them. And you can watch it and you can see where they're going and stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, maybe, you know, they're on the way, but the thing's, you know, bugged out. Who knows? The app's not working, something like that. So fast forward another 10 minutes and I look and instead of, being on this side of 81, like in town, mm-hmm. they're all the way on the other side of 81, like towards like Poorhouse Farm and stuff. Right. And I'm like, that can be any further away. And it's like at a house because you can zoom in and like see. There's some other subdivision at a place that didn't put that DoorDash order in. I know, going the complete opposite way. So I'm like, all right, maybe the app is still messed up, you know, but I was starting to get a little concerned because. Uh, there was a milkshake involved in this, mm-hmm. and Five Guys milkshakes <laughs> are great. There was a milkshake involved. I know, and I wanted this milkshake, right? It would be the perfect end of a Sunday. Have a nice burger and milkshake. So uh, a couple minutes go by, and they're still all the way, oh, like as far away as they could be. So I message them in the app, which I hate doing, but I'm like, hey, want to know you know, what's going on? And they go, uh, hey, sorry, estimated time, eight minutes. Thanks for your patience. And I'm like, well, I'm not being real patient, but you're welcome. Cool, thanks. So, whatever. It's another 15 minutes go by. They finally show up. I walk out, get it. Milkshake's completely melted. Oh, fries are cold. Burger, man. whatever. But I'm like, okay, don't really say much. I'm like, well, were you going to steal it? And they're like, ha And then walked away. Wow. So, I'm like, okay, cool. so <laughs> more, end of the story. Jumping to the end of the story. I put my milkshake in the freezer to kind of try and get, get it back to what it should this be. brilliant, right? actually. That's a good idea. So, I leave it in there a few minutes. It's on, like, the door of the freezer. Uh Half hour goes by again. Go to open the freezer door. The milkshake falls off the door, <sighs> hits the floor, explodes. It was still completely melted, and I didn't get a single sip or bite or whatever you want to say of this dang milkshake. That is such a sad story. What what time did what time did the the milkshake die? Like nine thirty. So at that okay. point, it was like because I was like, do I just go to like McDonald's now? But didn't do it. So wow. that's how that's how my Sunday ended. I'm so sorry. Well, welcome to work. Where you and I left any... my window open during the storm <laughs> yesterday. Because it sounded great it for sounded, napping, right? It sounded awesome until I realized that it, the puddling sound was not a sound I should be hearing. 
and that was on my desk <gasps> right by the window. Ugh, what a day. What a day. But, you know, could have been worse. Well, you're safe here at work. <sighs> so welcome to your Monday. Yeah, thanks. The milkshakes can't hurt you here. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I know. I feel like I still have to go get one now. I need I need that milkshake. Yeah. Just to. I need that milkshake. Okay. Ugh. It was so annoying. You will redeem yourself I and know. get a milkshake. No, I don't have any music ready. Well, we don't really have any time anyway. So uh, if you missed any of this Panhandle Live today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. But for Marsh Kabalik, I'm Jordan Nice Warner. We will talk to you tomorrow morning. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.